welcome to the Kinetic Visionary Collective Podcast. This podcast is for anyone who is ready to improve themselves, face their fears, and learn to get back up when life knocks you down. My name is Amanda Varvar, and I'm here to help you change your mindset and change your life. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to the Kinetic Visionary Collective Podcast. This is episode four, and today we are going to talk about developing intuition. I want to start by explaining a little bit about what intuition is. So intuition is a tool that all of us have. Uh, Some people will suggest that it's a mythical power. Others would say that it's just our subconscious trying to tell us something. But regardless of how you think of it, we all have that little voice that tells us things. From time to time. But as we get older, we often learn to ignore that voice and we turn to logic and focus on being practical. But here's the thing we've experienced a lot over the years, and there is some part of our brain that has accumulated a tremendous amount of wisdom. So listening to that voice can be a good thing. Being in touch with your intuition can also help you identify and solve challenges in your life that are causing stress. It releases your imagination, your creativity. It's a really great resource, but to use it, it's important that you nurture it. And to do that, you generally would start with smaller things. And then when you see that your intuition is reliable, you can use it to make the bigger decisions. So intuition, it's a really cool thing. It's definitely tethered to the subconscious in some way. And it's just your source of wisdom and creativity. So, so you can really make your life easier by utilizing that resource. So what I want to start with are five different actions or techniques that you can use to develop your intuition. Number one, meditate for a few minutes each day. One thing about the intuition is that it usually has a very soft voice. So it can be really hard to notice it if your mind is busy with other things. Meditation is a really good way to clear your mind. It makes room for your intuition to come through. And I know that this can be challenging for some people. One of the simplest things to do to clear your mind is to count your breaths and just try to stay focused on your breathing. So, for example, you'd inhale, two, three, four. Exhale, two, three, four. And that's what would be going through your mind. And that's it. And your mind might wander until you get better at it, of course. But, again, practice and try starting with a very simple technique like that. I've also had the experience of occasionally... Meditating for a little while, doing that, clearing my mind, and then thinking about the problem and noticing how my body feels every time I bring up a new point. So how do I feel when I talk about the problem in my head? How do I feel when I think about this one proposed solution? Everything like that. You know, Try to notice what your body does because that can give you a clue. Another thing that you can do is record your dreams. Dreams are 
often full of useful information. A lot of psychologists believe that you even work out your challenges in your sleep. It's definitely another thing that is connected deeply to the subconscious, which is why it works so well with learning about your intuition. The thing is, it's difficult for a lot of people to remember their dreams. There have been a lot of studies that have shown that the human brain averages like five dreams per night, and you're lucky if you remember one. But there are some techniques that you can do to help yourself remember your dreams a little bit more. First thing, after you get into bed, tell yourself that you want to remember your dreams in the morning. Just keep thinking that to yourself until you fall asleep. I'm going to remember my dreams. I'm going to remember my dreams tomorrow. Just keep saying that over and over until you're falling asleep. Uh, another thing is to keep a notebook and a pen near your bed. You can also do a voice recorder if you have it. Um, and then as soon as you wake up, start writing. Dreams tend to fade very quickly from your memory. So you want to start writing as soon as you wake up. And then the third thing is to review your dreams and see if any information there is useful for your life. Now, like I said, this might be hard at first. It might take you a while just to start remembering your dreams. But if you keep writing every single morning first thing, it triggers something in your head. So if every morning you write, and you decide, okay, I'm going to write about my dreams. And you just get up, you stream of conscious write for a little bit, or you specifically are trying to remember the dream, and you just write down every little detail you can think of, even if it doesn't make sense. Eventually, between telling yourself at night, I'm going to remember my dreams in the morning, and keeping that notebook, it's going to all come together in your mind. So you'll get up and you'll start to write, and then your brain will go, oh, time to remember. So that is a very useful technique. Um, it doesn't have to be handwritten. Like I said, you can use a voice recorder. I type my journal entries on my computer. So however you do it, it really is a helpful little trick. The third thing is follow your intuition. Like, stay with me here. I know that that sounds strange, but follow your intuition. Because the surest way to shut down your intuition is to not follow it. And you might be thinking, oh, well, I don't even know what my intuition is. That's fine. But when you do start figuring out what it is, follow it. Because that is how you'll hear it more and more. And you can start using that in situations that are not super important, go take a walk and just ask yourself which way you should turn at the intersection or if there's a fork in the road. And what that does is it shows your intuition that you're listening and that you are responding to it. So you'll be more likely to hear from your intuition in the future. It also helps you learn to trust yourself, to trust your gut. So that's what I mean by follow your intuition. I know this is about developing it, so that sounded a little weird in the beginning. But as you develop it, you're going to start noticing your intuition and you have to follow it. Otherwise, it's going to keep shutting down on you. 
and you're just silencing it more. So step four, busy your mind. And I know this contradicts the meditation one a little bit, but we're going to talk about that. So as far as busying your mind goes, a lot of people find that their best ideas come while their mind is busy, but not too busy. So for example, you might be taking a walk or driving on the highway or mowing the lawn or taking a shower. Oh my gosh, taking a shower. I feel like everybody says that's when they get their best thinking in. Um, or even like just listening to the rain. There are just different ways to busy your mind without busying it too much. So I want you to think about the times when you have had great ideas. What were you doing when you had that great idea? And then try to put yourself in similar situations more frequently. So if you notice that you have your best ideas when you're in the shower, well, then maybe that's the time to think about your problem that you're facing. You know, the question that you are asking your intuition. That's the time to focus in on it because clearly that works for you and for how your brain is functioning. Now, again, like I said, this may sound like it contradicts a little bit, but even meditation is an activity if you think about it. But it keeps your mind free to do other things as well because it doesn't take up all of your brain power to do. And like I said, it's just different for some people. Some people need complete meditation and other people need to be slightly busy. It's a very, very personal thing. I love meditation personally. That's what I do. But my meditation isn't just a silent brain for an hour. My meditation is very much like, okay, let's focus on my breaths. And now I'm going to go down my entire body head to toe and see how each part of my body is feeling today. And that, yeah, so, you know, my brain is still a little bit busy. So it works because different people need different things. And you can also incorporate both. Take time to meditate and take time to keep a busy but not too busy mind. Try both, see what works better for you. And the final technique that you can use is to keep a journal. Just take a few minutes every day, write in a journal. Sometimes putting things down on paper just opens that gate of ideas or inspiration and you really start to run with it. So write all of that down, study what you've written. And a lot of times you're going to find insights that you didn't even consider before. So a good example of this is if you have ever read the book, The Artist's Way, the author talks about doing stream of conscious writing every morning. I personally love this practice. If you do that stream of conscious journaling, it sometimes it starts out with, I'm really tired. I want breakfast. What am I going to have for breakfast? I'm going to have this for breakfast. But then your mind starts to wander. And if you write down everything that's on your mind, no matter how irrelevant it seems, eventually you're going to get to the relevant things. There have been plenty of times when I started off by saying, what do I want for breakfast? And I end it with like four new ideas. So (laughs) 
it's definitely really good. And it's really good for people who have trouble meditating because their mind wanders a lot. This is a really good way to use your wandering mind to your advantage. Just do some stream of conscious writing and keep writing everything that pops into your head. Eventually, you're going to find some kind of insight that you hadn't considered before. A big thing with this is to keep your journals in a safe place because you really want to write down truly everything you're thinking and feeling. So you want to feel comfortable with that. You need to be able to be honest and thorough. So you need to feel like your journal is safe. For me, I keep my journal, like I said, on my computer. I have very specific way to get to all of my journal entries that I know about. I don't tell other people, you know, exactly how to access it. But also the people in my life that ever have access to my computer are people who know, hey, if it says this, do not. <laughs> Sorry, my dog is getting excited. Um, but they know that that means do not go and look at that because it is personal. Give me one second. I'm going to go take care of the barky boy in the background. Okay. Sorry about that, guys. My dog is definitely a mama's boy and he loves being social. So if he hears me talking, sometimes he gets really excited. So... I apologize for that, though. He's just happy that you're all here. <laughs> As I was saying, keep your journals in a safe place. Make sure that you only entrust maybe the knowledge of those journals to people who will respect them. I, you know, my friends, my family, they all know if it says therapy on it, do not open it. So... Anything labeled therapy or private, they don't open. I know not everybody has that privilege. Find what works for you. Just try to find what works for you. It's better if you can keep all of your stuff. But if it's something that you have to write and then burn so that your you know, roommates or your parents or whoever you live with don't see. Or even if you just feel like you need to do that just to feel better about it. That's fine. Go with it. It's still better that you get those thoughts down on paper. Just review it before that. Maybe find a way to take notes, like write a little bit of a code or something. Find a way to just note the important things and then get rid of it. You know, whatever works for you. That's what this is all about is finding things that work for you. So let's go over those five easy actions that you can do. One, meditate. Two, record your dreams. Three, follow your intuition. Four, busy your mind. Five, keep a journal. Those are five techniques that are absolutely going to help you develop your intuition. These are things that Many, many people have researched and experimented with. They are things that I have done. So I can really stand behind them and say that this is helpful. And I think 
that everybody can find one of these that ends up working for them. There are a couple other things that I want to go over, though. Um, I know the biggest thing that I've heard about intuition is how do I know if it's my intuition or if it's anxiety? How do I know when my brain is trying to take over? Things like that. So I do want to talk about differentiating between intuition and insecurity when it comes to making decisions. Because I I completely understand as somebody who lives with anxiety, it took me forever to learn the difference between the two. You can absolutely learn it though. It's 100% possible. It's just going to take a little bit of work. But I have some helpful tips here for you guys when it comes to that. So here's the thing. When it comes to intuition and insecurity, this usually happens with life-changing decisions, those bigger decisions. And you have a lot of time to think about them, like days, weeks, just completely juggling between the options that you have. And you want to make the best decision, but you're stressed. So your gut instinct may actually tell you to go one way, but you're hesitating. And you want to know why you're hesitating and then, you know, which one is the real one? Is my initial gut instinct the real one or is my hesitation, my gut telling me to hold on? Completely understand. Here's the thing, that indecisiveness actually makes a lot of situations more difficult than they really need to be. Most situations are a lot easier than we think they are. Our indecisiveness is what gets to us. So, We have to look at what's causing the indecisiveness. And generally, that is some type of insecurity. You're probably allowing some type of insecurity to cloud your judgment, and it causes you to second-guess your intuition. No worries. Happens to everyone. Happens to me still, too. Like, absolutely, it's not something that you just are perfect at, you master, and you never have a problem with it again. No worries. It's totally normal. But there are a few different ways to know if your intuition is guiding you in the right direction. So we're going to start with that. We're going to start with how you know your intuition is guiding you in the right direction. One, it's constantly on your mind. Your intuition pushes you to constantly think about the impact of the decision. So If it's difficult to get the thoughts off your mind, then chances are deep down you do know that that's the right thing to do. You want to really avoid underestimating the power of that intuition. If it's on your mind, it's on your mind for a reason. The second thing is you feel sad when you go against your intuition. Usually... When you choose the option your intuition is telling you, you feel relief. You feel like a weight has been lifted. You feel better. So if you feel heavy after the decision, it could mean that you've made an unfavorable choice. Now, here's the thing. It is possible to feel sad after a really tough decision for legitimate reasons, especially if there's a negative impact on others because of the decision. Of course, there are some legitimate reasons that you're going to be feeling sad. But 
That sadness should go away fairly quickly if you've made a decision that is truly right for you. If you truly have made the right decision, that sadness will go away. If it doesn't, then that's your gut telling you that, hey, I don't think you listened. Maybe you should come back to this and think about it a little bit more. So there are a few ways to know if what you're feeling is being impacted by insecurities. There are a couple scenarios. Um, One, you ask for the opinions of others. Usually, insecurity manifests itself in doubt. So if you find yourself asking others for opinions on your decision, then it means you aren't fully sold on it yourself. So it's, I mean, I'm not saying that you shouldn't take advice. It's totally okay to seek advice. But you're kind of just grabbing at straws if you are allowing other people's opinions to take precedence over your own thoughts and opinions. So go ahead and seek advice, but it still is going to come back to you on the end. Like in the end, it always comes back to you. And also just keep in mind that the opinions of others are based on their views of the world. And often they're based on people trying to fulfill their own needs. It's very natural. It doesn't mean they're intentionally trying to sabotage you. It's very natural for people to just base things off of what their needs are. Don't forget, their world and what they've experienced is different than yours. So that's created different biases. Their views are different. So it is okay to seek advice, but you need to keep in mind the biases that may be there for other people and you need to really look at the situation and try to understand are you truly just seeking advice or did you make a decision in your head and now you're doubting it and that's why you're asking. You need to know why you are asking for the opinion of others. The other thing is if you're considering the feelings of others first. So when you consider how your decision can affect someone else, then chances are there is something in there that you're insecure about. If you're struggling with a decision that is life-changing for you, though, you have to consider your own feelings first. This is life-changing for you. You have to consider your feelings and how you are impacted. So really think about, are you afraid of others' thoughts about you, about your decision? Do you think they're going to view you differently after this decision that you made? Think about that. Try to find why you're worried about it. And then remember, the people who love you are going to support you in whatever decision you know is best for you. That is absolutely how it works. Okay, it's okay for them to think that, hey, I think you should have made the other decision. But as long as that is followed up with, but I completely support you if this is what you feel is right for you. And then as long as they, their actions follow their words on that, that's a good friend. That's a good family member. That's a good person in your life. So the people that really love you are going to support you. So no worries there. Also, The opinions of others just aren't your priority. You are. 
It's your life, you know? What is going to make you happy? What's going to pay your bills? That's one of my favorite things that I actually learned in network marketing. I heard the phrase for the first time, other people's opinions don't pay your bills. And I love that because what it really gets at is somebody is always going to think something negative, but what is that really doing to you? It's really not that big of a deal. It's not impacting your life because one person thinks you're weird, you know? So keep that in mind. Keep that in mind. Those who love you will support you, but nobody's opinions on this decision are going to be as important as yours because this is your life and your decision. All right, (laughs) that was a lot. So I do want to review again. We talked about the five techniques to develop your intuition. Meditate, record your dreams, follow your intuition, busy your mind, keep a journal. And then we talked about differentiating between intuition and insecurity and what that means and why we're indecisive. So you know your intuition is guiding you in the right direction if it is constantly on your mind and if you feel sad when you go against it. And then when you're being impacted by insecurities, you usually will ask for the opinions of others and you'll consider the feelings of others first. So those are the two sides of the spectrum with that. So don't forget that your values and your morals and your ethics are reflected in your intuition. So as you just develop as a person, once you develop a system for decision making that's based on your values and morals, it's going to start becoming a lot easier to make those important decisions. So, you know, that's something I highly encourage you to think about. It may not seem like it's related, but think about what you stand for. Think about what's important to you because ultimately that's going to impact your intuition, which impacts your decision making skills. And after a while, you're going to realize that the most important opinion is yours and yours alone. So you really want to embrace your decision-making abilities, and that'll help you eliminate insecurities. Like I said earlier, practice making decisions. Practice following your intuition. It'll get you to trust yourself more. If you do that, you use those steps to help you develop it, and you really focus on your values and your morals I guarantee that you are going to have a lot easier of a time following your intuition and hearing it when it actually does speak. All right. Don't ever forget that you are wonderful and you deserve a good life. You deserve to go confidently through life. And what you need to start to do to get that is believe in yourself and take those bold steps based on what your instincts tell you. Your intuition is always looking out for you. It is a part of you. It is a part of your subconscious. Your intuition is always looking out for you. So we just have to work on learning to trust it is all. So every week, if you're new here, every week we have an action step. And this week, I feel like it fits in very, very well 
with what we've gone over because I gave you five action steps to develop your intuition. Meditate, record your dreams, follow your intuition, busy your mind, keep a journal. So what I want you to do is pick one of them and do it and let me know how it went. Let me know like, hey, I tried meditating. Honestly, it didn't go well for me. My mind kept wandering and I couldn't focus on my intuition. Or hey, I tried meditating and it went fantastically and I had this big breakthrough. Um, You know, tell me, oh yeah, I started recording my dreams. I remembered one finally. It didn't tell me anything, but I remembered it. Like, let me know what happens when you try them. So go ahead and take one of those five action steps and let me know how it goes. And again, you can post your answers in the Kinetic Visionary Collective Facebook group that is always going to be linked in the description. So you can just click on that and search for the pinned post for this week's episode. That's episode four. And there you go. That's all you need to do. But before you go, there's one other thing that I want to announce because I am so stinking excited about it. Um, If you were here when I spoke with Courtney on this podcast, a lot of what we said is, this is kind of woo-woo, but go with me. Woo-woo is always this thing that we talk about. And that can reference so many things. It can reference manifestation. It can reference soul work. It references witchcraft. It, it just references those things that some people have a harder time buying into. But what I decided is that I love that stuff. And for me, it's such an important part of my life. And it's a big part of my coaching as well. So I want to start something with you guys. And we're going to call it Woo Woo Wednesdays. All right? Woo Woo Wednesdays. And those are going to be shorter episodes that come out on Wednesdays that talk about something specific that falls under the Woo Woo category. The very first thing that we're going to start with is actually a crystal series. So Woo Woo Wednesdays crystal series. We're going to talk all about different crystals and their healing properties, what they represent, why they're good for you, all of that. It's going to be a very short episode. I'm going to aim to keep them around 10 minutes. I don't want to keep you for too long, but... I'm going to go ahead and explain a little bit about the crystals and tell you at least one technique, hopefully more, for working with them that you can practice. And every week we'll do a different crystal and we'll be doing that for a little while until we get through the main crystals, the big ones. And then we'll bring in a new topic. So if you have ideas for a new topic, Post that in the Facebook group too. If you have a woo-woo topic you want me to address on woo-woo Wednesdays, let me know because I love learning about all these different practices that people do. And woo-woo Wednesdays are going to start September 23rd. So you're hearing this episode probably on the 13th, maybe the 14th. So not this week, not on the 16th, but the following week on the 23rd is when we're going to start releasing Woo Woo Wednesday episodes. And you will be getting those weekly for at least throughout the Crystal series. But ideally, I'd like to keep them going weekly because I think that it's great. And I think that it's really important to keep an open mind 
and learn about everything. So like I said, go ahead, tell me how your action step goes. And then also, if you have any suggestions for a Woo Woo Wednesday topic, post that in the group as well. I cannot wait to hear what you guys have to say. I'm super excited about this. And I hope that you are too, because this is going to be a lot of fun. That is it for this week's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you found it helpful. Do not forget, you are amazing. I love you so much, and I am so grateful that you are here. I'll see you guys next week. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode of the Kinetic Visionary Collective Podcast. For free resources and materials, head on over to kineticvisionary.com, and don't forget to join us next week for another episode. Thank you for listening, and I'll see you next week.